Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jay Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices okay. are beginner, yes. intermediate, yes. or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up? to intermediate I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player that's the only thing I've ever wanted to be good that's about as far as you'll get yes unless Uh you use guitar tricks okay tell me more guitar tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner Mm -hmm. to intermediate Mm -hmm. to advanced guitar okay whether you're just starting out or whether you know you could be you should be better than you are like me indeed yes Um, guitar tricks uh, will help you move through those stages as a guitar player and good for you Jay Cross we have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But I'm probably going to be into I it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there um, like an app that you can use or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Word up. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Pancake. Everyone is here and everyone sounds like they're fully up for it. Do you know what? Next week, I'm not going to be here for the podcast. Can't wait. Oh, um, yes. Which is probably oh, yeah. Joey B hosting. It's probably the second or third one ever that I've missed. Um, That's not true. You've, you've, uh, you've, uh, you've missed loads. Um, I haven't missed you've that missed many. You've missed loads. I've missed I missed two uh, last year I think and I think I missed one when we were at GAC and the, no so, way so you I, missed like the whole second series of GAC oh yeah that doesn't count why not because that wasn't the real one it, it was, was like, the real one nah not, the, not with the real the good old boys I was hosting it, it. Nah, no one listened to that mate and there was series so, three you my missed point, series three my point is um, you're never here I'm really up for it this week because I know that next week I'm not going to be here so I want a good showing from you 
and you. He's, Your he just enthusiasm at is and me. really making me feel uneasy. And Matt yeah. Knight, I want a good show from you and everyone at home. Oh, I want you to play along, yeah, participate. Um, talking about playing along, we're not actually that far from the next quiz. I don't think. Whose turn is it? It's not mine, is it? Did we say one every twenty-five uh, or one every fifty? No. Who won? Can't be every twenty-five. I think Matt Knight. No, won. it was every fifty. I think so. Yeah, we Wait, are. That doesn't really. That, that doesn't make sense. I though, does it? No, because it was every twenty-five. Yeah, every because 25. It, because if it was one every fifty, that'd be one a year. Yeah, and we did one for episode one hundred, and I believe this is episode one twenty. So we're or is this one twenty-one? This no, might be one twenty. No, this is one twenty. This is one twenty. You sure? A hundred percent. Okay. So I. In five weeks or so, uh, you'll better be here because it's, it's going to be another Oh, that means, quiz. Joe, you need to write a quiz again. No, 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 no it's who, not my go. Who, who won? I didn't win. Who it's won the it? Winner. Yeah, but I thought we decided we weren't going to do it like that because otherwise Joe will Joe never, will never do a quiz again. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Okay, well, we'll need to think about that. But anyway. I think that's all because we've all done one now. Yeah, maybe it I went should full do it. Circle. I wish Joe would do one a lot yeah. of the time. I wish he'd just do one <laughs> well, forever. I, I tell you what, that's decided. I'll write the quiz. It's going to be great. I think you should um, maybe have a uh, listener question section. Oh, that's nice. I'll do where that. you get um, you get people, but um, listeners can only submit um, questions via text message directly to you. Yeah, so, so we give out your second. number. I'll just get your number. It's zero seven nine. That is actually the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, plus four four. <laughs> no, but you should you should get some listener questions. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, that won't be worth anything, obviously, because, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Be good enough. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to theme the quiz. So we're going to it's going to be an entire theme on my new obsession of travel, travel guitars, guitars. I hate and, you so and much. mini amplifiers. I hate you so much. Anyway, so what I'm saying is I'm not here next week, so I'm really up for it. Good performances from everyone in this room. Woo. Good performances from the audience and good performances from uh, all the questions and stuff it, that have okay. come in from the Facebook group. So it's all Good, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and also, it's been quite a busy week. You guys have been out filming stuff. Have we? When you I say can't you guys, point at people I know, on I an know. audio podcast. See, the second time you've done that. I know, I know. I'm excited. Matt and Joe, you've been uh, you spent all day yesterday filming and things. And Jay Cross. And Jay Cross was there as a supplementary helper. Listen, <laughs> you, you ducked out to go to a, some sort of exhibition. I, I went. To, I went to a sci-fi exhibition at the Barbican, and it was fantastic. I don't. Jay Cross saved my whole life I did I picked, I picked Joe up from the train station and he looked like he was ready to die it was a hangover really bad hangover I and then I gave him I gave him a sandwich it, that actually saved my life that I had, sandwich I gave him, saved I gave him my half my sandwich I broke bread with him I'd slept Just like, for about three eaters three eaters I slept for about three hours and drank a bottle of Kraken rum I'm going to put the number for Alcoholics Anonymous in the uh, text of the podcast. If you have a problem, uh, do get in touch with them. Well, anyway. <laughs> That's for the podcast right down, isn't it? <laughs> to let smooth off the uh, the, oh. the excitedness at the beginning. Um, no, so you guys have been filming. We um, have. What did you film yesterday? We what filmed... things that you can you can talk about? Did yeah. you film yesterday. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to check well, me on that because you know, we, we did, did film absolutely nothing. We, yeah, we we did film some embargoed things that we're definitely not allowed to talk about. So um, so. I won't talk about them. Uh, we talked. We we did. Uh, we did. Matt's incredible. Oh, he's drinking. He's I, I expected him to finish my sentence. I thought you were going to finish that uh, sentence. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We we did. 
we did Matt's Dan Electro food series pedals collection. The whole thing, all 21 pedals. Well, 20 pedals and one microamp. How did you go about this? Did you go through each one individually? Yes. We did. We did a small sound clip of every single so, pedal. Yeah, so the video's going to um, have... Yeah, and then like we a, picked our top five. Yeah, we did... We did Well, we, we picked our top five, but we also did... We did sound samples of every pedal... And uh, we 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 also did was it three or four sets of five different pedals and Matt Matt demonstrated how he could build. So you did like a rock pedal board something. Uh, yeah, I mean it was more all no. the same. Like it was <laughs> you know it was like he used five pedals to make weird post rocky mulch. Then he used a different five pedals to do that right. sort of thing again. Okay. But you know it was, you, you get just the, a slightly different flavor. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. it, it was it was great. They were brilliant as well. How there good is the, is the food series? There was some that I hadn't actually plugged in because I just bought them on eBay and then they just kind of like turned up. And I was like, oh, you know, put it to one side until we do the video. I'm glad it and there worked. Were a couple that like really surprised me. Yeah. Well, what a massively like underrated um, series of pedals. Like, fine, okay, they have that weird little button that is quite <laughs> breaky. Like, there were a few that were stuck permanently on, but yeah. Other than the 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 breaky button and the plastic chassis, like they are all. I mean, did we agree they're all like analog, like proper? pedals like there's an oc2 clone that sounds great and tracks ridiculously well even the sub octave yeah. traps tracks excellently yeah. and like um the chorus sounds amazing the uh the the ones are the drives yeah true. apart from the there's two distortions that sound really good and the rest are actually quite poor yeah but the one that i hadn't plugged in that i plugged in then i was that i was really surprised about was the auto wire it sounded really good as like if you like, oh, I just want a cheap auto for messing around on. Like you can pick them up for like I think like ten, twenty quid. Well, this is it. We said the cheapest pedal that we got was what four pound fifty, <laughs> and the yeah. most expensive was thirty quid. You know they yeah. they're all forty pounds. Sorry, but what an incredible range of pedals and things like some of them were even clever. Like the delay, I can't remember the name of the the delay, the two button delay. P B and J. Yes, the peanut butter and jelly. Wait, two buttons? Yeah. Yeah, there are two pedals with two buttons on them. But okay, so it's got two buttons and it's a delay. What's the second button? Tap? No. It halves the time of your delay. So you can jump from like a long delay to like a slap back. back. Yeah. How cool is that? That's very cool. Why why doesn't why isn't that like a thing? Why is that unique? That's so usable. That basically means you've got all your delay purposes covered in one box. It's so good. I guess most pedals right. would have like a tap on yeah, them, so I you could just do it anyway. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fine. The um, the, the 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 thing was, I put a photo up on the Instagram, and then Dan Electro went, "That's awesome," and I went, "Ah, oh, maybe you should like send us some stuff." Oh yeah, oh, that'd <laughs> like, be the great. Only people in the world. Yeah, we're the only oh, people who care about Dan Electro <laughs> yeah. stuff. Oh, so. so I love Dan Electro at the moment. At um at work a little while ago, we were doing like a, a load of giveaways, and I was contacting companies and being like, "Hey, do you want to be in this giveaway that we're going to run? If you've got anything you want to donate for it." And Dan Electro got back to me. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give some stuff." And like you know, people are giving some guitars, some amps, some effects, depending on who I'm contacting. And Dan Electro were like, "Yeah, we've got like a two hundred pound." suede jacket yes you told us about oh, yeah, this I remember that. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so Matt, weird. That's, if they get back to you that is what we need to <laughs> yeah, yeah get the like, suede jacket about... wait 200 pounds in cost or in weight yeah in weight <laughs> in weight i kind of want to try it yeah 
Yeah, no, just tell them, look, we don't want the guitars, we don't want the pedals, we just want that suede jacket, please. That is the only <laughs> thing we want to review. Yeah. Hey, so the other double uh, foot switch pedal they do is their Leslie emulator. What was that called, man? Rocky Road. Rocky Road. The Rocky yeah. Road. And that has the second foot switch, which deals with fast or slow. That's the only thing that they can do with that second button. Yeah. It's like that has to be the yeah, fast, fast or slow, slow button. button. There's nowhere around it. So. Yeah. But those are the only two double pedals. But what a, what an incredibly unique and interesting range of pedals. We how, had, yeah, I think that video is going to be a good one. How does, the, um, how does the Rocky Road sound? Because that's an effect that's notoriously difficult to do. Well, what did you I, think? I'm really, really surprised at how good it was. Okay. Like, I, I think I even said in the video, there's Leslie emulators out there that are like hundreds of pounds. And to be honest, if you want a Leslie emulator, just go buy one of these second hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. did we um what did we pay for the Rocky Road? Uh I think it was kindly donated to us. Wow. Wow. Um all the way from China. Really? That's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, it's probably worth pointing out while we're talking about this that um and quite a few of the pedals were either like spotted by people or were donated yeah. i think did we get some other ones uh for word donations yeah for we've had yeah. a couple of others uh donated and some people wanted to remain anonymous so we'll just put you know just say thanks very much for everyone that did kindly hunt for them send them to me um some people bought them and then just said look just just pay me for the shipping and you know it was amazing really it was a great like effort from Community everyone to kind effort. of get it ready well done, yeah, to get it ready in time for the for the weekend um so we made sure that that was the main video that we got done because we thought everyone worked so hard to get it there for this date that it'd be a shame if it wasn't the first one that went up so do you, yeah. uh, do you know you know what, on friday yeah do you know what else was super cool that that they did were the box sets we got one of the Dan Electro box sets. So was this... I don't really understand this, because I know that there is actually, like, a pedal board for yep, the Food Series. Yeah, we've got one of those as well. Okay, what's the box set? So they made... Well, we two, as far as we can tell, two box sets. One called The Summer of Love and one called Metal Mayhem. Okay. And the box set consists of four pedals that um, that summarise that that concept. So four well, pedals... three pedals and, oh, yeah. the tuna. and a tuner. Yeah, you get <laughs> yeah, the tuner as well. Uh, but yeah, we got the Summer of Love um, box set of yeah four pedals and a tuner. So have you got? Which is funny because you know, as Matt pointed out, tuner pedals didn't actually exist during. The well, months. indeed, indeed. So have you got those pedals separately from the box set, and you've got the box set as well? I did have, but then I bought the box set and then got rid of the ones I had individually because they were like basically new in box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones. So I was like, I'll get well, rid of those. They were still in the little plastic box, bag in the in Really? The box, the yeah. So we, yeah. to complete the collection, we now just need the Metal Mayhem box set. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Wow. You must um, be one I'm of the... Go for- you must be one of the only people worldwide that has got that entire collection. Probably. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, man. Um, I hadn't really thought about I, that. I'm, gonna, but- I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... I'm thinking about going for the full Dan Electro. Everything up to like the end of the initial run but so that, before they discontinued because you know they brought out the cool cat what is now the cool cat series and they're yeah. really cheap ones um like trying to get all the classic early 2000s ones so there's like the the shift daddy which is the 100 millisecond delay that's on an expression pedal and then they did two wars they all look like cadillacs but one's like zebra print yep um but there's only one i just don't think we'll get and that's the talkback reverse delay because at the moment they're going on eBay for £200 plus. I'm like, they can't be that. I don't even remember that one. It's not very but good. I when it's not very good. We were in, 
I remember working in uh, when we were in GAC, and I think we had five of the Dan Electro Psycho flanches. Yeah, <laughs> going for like no money, um, and now you can't find them at yeah, all. Yeah, they, so. they they even go for decent money now, don't they? The Psycho flange, and they they were rubbish. I think it's because all those were just they were old analog pedals, and people like me are like, oh, I remember those. Yeah. yeah, I'll buy one. And then you're like. Because we're sort of that age group now. It's the same with computer games, why computer games are going massively up in price. Because we're like, God, I loved N64 like 18 years ago. I want to buy a new one, but I want to buy one like brand new in the box. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll pay 600 quid. Yeah, sure. That's you know, what... and I think that's the thing. All these pedals are going up in value. Like the old ones are going massively up in value because people are going, oh, I kind of, they were good pedals. And most of the things were analog or they, you know, they're not as mass produced as some things are now that's why Dan Electro need to reissue the expensive ones and completely destroy the market that's the yeah. um, that's the way to go like if they brought out one of those uh, reverse delays again that would be excellent like if it was exactly the same um, yeah, that would exactly be so good yeah just annoy all those people they, what was charging the one 200 they did? quid what was the other one the Sitar Swami yeah that thing sounded oh, dreadful no, it basically it just made it sound it, like, it just sounded like a but it just made it sound just like you had really low action yeah it, like everything yeah. like everything was just fretting out it's a very bad sounding pedal very bad sounding pedal tell you what does sound good and talking about things from the early 2000s um well in fact a couple even before that i got sent a couple of things from members of the guitar nerds uh, facebook group this week and um, the first one being uh, well the one that arrived first actually was a zoom 505 how about that which wow. I, I, i've wow. not yet had the time Amazing. to plug in um but even just picking it up reminded me of some seriously good times like the the cheap plastic box um yeah those things are just hilarious there's no design really gone into them apart from the pedals say zoom across them so uh z and o and then o and m across the front um and the buttons don't click they just they're like those down electro ones they sort of just push down very gently um but yeah i'm gonna re- try and play it this week and report back because uh i mean i've i want to say i have good memories of uh, the zoom 505 from when i used to have one but i don't really they I, it was quite bad sounding so i hope it still sounds as nostalgically bad as i remember i think we were saying i was saying just before we started recording i think what we've got to do is do a, like a, a back to the 90s kind of yeah look on all these classic multi-effects yeah I think so too I think that would just make an excellent video series um, but the other thing arrived um, and uh, again you know big thanks to the Guitar Nerds Facebook group I think this came from um, a guy called Stuart um, an old pod pod 2 and I have had time to plug that in and it sounds so good so much better than I remember and I don't know recently if you've watched the, the Andertons video where they, they compare a pod and an uh, amplifier you know, yeah, Joe was telling me it sounded great. Yeah, he like he's watched it multiple times. Um, <laughs> and at the uh, I think it's a Kemper, or well, it's like an expensive rack modeler. And the pod sounds pretty good in that video. It probably finishes kind of second of those things. It sounded to my ears considerably better than the amplifier, um, and not quite as good as the expensive um, modeling. I think it was a Kemper. Um, but plugging a pod in for the first time in ages. It does take a bit of tweaking, but once you've done that, it sounds really, really good. Um, the Fender model in there sounds great. The uh, 800 model sounds really good. And um, it's just so easy to get a good sound out of. Just tweak it a bit. Sounds great. Mark, you must have worked in, you must have been working in the shop for a little bit when they were first released. 
Yeah, I, I, I remember the release of the Pod Two because because um, they were obviously like a solid unit by the time that I started. I think the X Three had been announced when I started working. Oh wow! Okay, I mean, we still sold so many pods like every day. Someone's like, "Can I just buy a pod? Yep. Can I buy well, a I mean, pod?" I didn't start in a shop until probably three years after you were working there, and. I still got asked for a pod pretty much every day. Yeah, 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 totally. They were, I mean, it's just or the, if not the a pod, of, a P, Line Six PX Two. Yeah, power, well, yeah, to power the, a pod. Like pretty much, <laughs> pretty much only power supply that will work for it. Hilariously, the one that I got sent actually doesn't have its original power supply. It has a third party's power supply that is almost as big but certainly heavier than the pod itself <laughs> it's the biggest power supply i've ever seen again thanks to you for sending it through but i think i might actually dig out a proper px2 because this thing is like a fridge with a couple of cables connected <laughs> to it it's ridiculous um but yeah pod twos man if you can go if you can find one cheap enough they are a hundred percent worth digging out um if only for you know if you just want a clean guitar sound um the fender model is fantastic and what I want to experiment with is running the pod with the cabinet models turned off into the two notes torpedo cab to see how that will turn out. Because Ooh, that's a good idea. The, the thing with the cab models on the pod, is, and I'll, I'll talk about a theory on this later. Um, the thing with the cab models is that they some of them sound great, most of them don't sound very good. You have to be very selective with whichever amp you've chosen. You have to select the right cab. And it's not always the one that it comes set with. Um, so there is a kind of a bit of tweaking there and, and, and playing around. Um, and also the effects in there are not fantastic. So Do um, do you remember the grey bass pod? I do. I, I owned one. To, oh, yeah. I used to have one yeah. of those as well. In fact, I had the bass pod... XT, I think that's which what I had. had the little screen, yeah, the digital, the digital screen. screen, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, the first right. one did not have that. It was oh, just a regular right. bass pod. They were great as well. Do, more importantly, do you remember the Pod 2000, the uh, Chrome Limited Edition for the year 2000? Oh, my goodness. That literally looks like um, something out of Terminator. No, it's so I did not. so shiny. It's awesome. You... I haven't seen one in the flesh since they came out. Um, and I looked on Reverb the other day and... They are going for a lot of money. Limited edition <laughs> pod. So stupid, but... Oh, they were great. The old bass pod that I had, I think uh, Kid A had just come out. And, uh, right. Uh, I was playing in a band as a bass player and drummer. and uh, <laughs> At the same time? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I had the Alesis drum machine How? running through a bass pod right? so that I could use the presets on the drum machine and make all glitchy... When you say you were the drummer, you weren't playing drums no, and bass live. Drum machine. Right, yeah. okay. But and playing bass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Yeah, but but you know, I used the pod as the effects for the drum yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. It sounded well good. Yeah, the looking back on the pod two, the amp I think the amp modelling is very good, particularly when you take into effect like it's twenty years old yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um the effects I will say have not aged well. Um, and there are other options that you might want to consider but we'll see I want to do some stuff with it I want to um, try running it into the two notes primarily and see how much that improves things you should so. buy one of those atomic um, powered monitors do you remember that that had the pod like yeah, thing yeah. on the top Indeed. the docking module for Indeed. it I guess so that, that's an FRFR cab isn't it that you basically pop a pod into fair, fair. and it's got yeah. A, yeah it's got a power amp built in yeah yeah I, I doubt you'll be able to find one of those these days they are definitely all on a uh, 
scrap heap somewhere. Anything, <laughs> any, anything that has a dock. Yeah, in always. It, just, it's just you're just asking for trouble. Put it in the bin straight away. Basically, just asking for trouble. Do you remember the um, when all who was it? It was um, Digitech. Digitech. You Digitech, were talking about the, I the Digitech, pedal. Digitech yeah. brought out the. Um, um, it was like uh, a multi effect. It was. Thing, it was it? a. It was a dock for your iPad. And they brought this out <laughs> just before Apple announced the iPad Mini. Oh, no, so it wasn't good. that. It was when they changed. Oh, yeah, when they the, changed from to lightning. Thingy to lightning. Thirty pin to lightning. So yeah. yes, me. Digitech, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was literally that was what the the iPad was what powered it. So it was yeah. an app that you had yeah, yeah. to yeah, yeah. download. It was a foot the controller only, for the app. Yeah, it was that. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. I still I, don't I, think those pedals are good because people are still doing it now. Like this pedal's totally blank, and then you can whack everything in it you want. But you have to use an app. I'm just like, but Matt, you you use an H9. Yeah, but everything H9 Max has got everything in it, and you can edit everything from the screen. So it's kind of like it's all the editing's still there. But it's like the ones where you've basically got nothing on it, and you've got to plug it in via USB to get it to work. But then also Line Six also did the mod, the docking thing as well. Yeah, that's which true. Also totally failed. Indeed, indeed. Talking about Line Six, and uh, which we have done for uh, for the last few minutes, um, I got to interview Marcus Ryle this week, which is something that we talked about um, for a few weeks. Um, Marcus uh, was one of the co-founders of Line Six after being uh, working at Oberheim Synths and then doing a lot of freelance design work for companies including Elisis and other companies, uh, and then went on to found Line Six. And we had a really good chat for about an hour about him starting as a musician, going to Oberheim, how being a synth player's informed the design of Line 6 products and like the history and the idea behind Line 6. Like we had a really good chat about like one of the things I think was best about the way, the way they launched the Line 6 products is that in all of the manuals they basically dedicate a page to each of the amps or each of the pedals that were in the thing. So like you opened up the manual to a pod 2 and it says like uh, JCM 800 model uh, or it says like Marshall 800 or whatever the patch is called um, and then it's got a little story like uh, we got this amp from a guy called Steve um, we think it's one of the best 800s we've ever heard we've had it sitting in the testing lab for a little while um, it sounds even better if you have a beer resting on top of it that sort of thing and it like made the digital modelling rather than just the digital modelling on like I don't know, I was looking at the uh, Digitech 2120 uh, in something earlier, which is a bit of rack gear that had some kind of amp modelling type stuff in it, but it just had preset numbers. Uh, You know, it was like amp 9 or whatever. Um, This kind of brought the products to life, and it's a really easy way of explaining what modelling is. You know, it's taking an old amp and making the digital software sound like that and it kind of gave these things a bit of character so we got to talk about that for a little while and talked about the birth of the Variax and how I thought that the Variax when we first got the press release might be the death of Line 6 Um, and we kind of laughed about that for a bit so do go and check that out it's one of the most it's one of the things I'm most proud of as guitar nerds I think um, because I like Line 6 products I've always liked them and because I've started working in guitar shops at the early 2000s, I kind of feel like I've grown up at the same time as Line 6. That sounds a bit weird, but... That's pretty weird. Um, well, you know, they had two products when I started working in guitar shops. They had the Axis and the Pod, and now obviously it's a massive company and stuff. So, um, yeah, we had a good chat about that, um, and there is a teaser in the regular uh, podcast feed, but 
the full interviews over on Patreon. So if you're signed up, um, like I said, it's about an hour long. It's a really cool interview. I think he just talks and talks about... Did he get riled up? <coughs> no. Awful. No? Unbelievable. I've been literally waiting the oh, whole time. I thought time you had. I guess you tried to interject and I was like, he's going to try and say something <laughs> stupid. Hi gang, it's Jay from Guitar Nerds here. If you're enjoying this week's podcast, please remember that you can always help to support what we're doing here by heading over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. If everybody listening to this gave just $1 a month, we could buy Joe Branton his own suit made of actual babinga. Thanks gang, have a great week. With that, yeah. let's talk about something stupid. The next person to speak is really stupid. Let's Nude. Exactly. <laughs> Good. This is the news. Um, first up, Gibson uh, announced the uh, custom shop Burst Driver Les Paul. Um, Jay, are you talking about it or Matt? No, Matt, Knight. Matt Knight wants to talk about. It. Matt, well, you, I'm really Matt, glad you got we the go through all this and decide I forgot. these things before. Matt, Matt Knight, tell us the deets. My oh my. Well, yeah, what could, exactly. What could make what could make a Gibson better? The, well, I mean, I must admit, this is this is very weird. It's come from the custom shop. I would have maybe expected it from a kind of lower production model, but it's come out in the custom shop. The Gibson Burst Driver. I wish they hadn't is, called it that because the the Google search is throwing up all sorts of things that I, didn't I don't want to know. Look at. If they, I mean, I think Gibson are never one to kind of like get it all the information out to people at the same time. Yep. So I don't think anyone's actually really put any details up about it. But yeah, the Gibson Burst Driver is a custom shop Les Paul standard with an inbuilt analog overdrive pedal. Yes! <laughs> this is... This, this company thing... just can't do anything wrong. That is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the, thing, the thing that really weirds me out about this is Gibson are getting so much grief from people on the internet that this just appears to be them being like come on then they might as well just call come this on the, the Les Paul standard troll edition <laughs> completely, no, honestly completely. this is a great idea Can't, no one well, like the, the best bit is that you have to control well I'm, I'm sure Matt will tell us yeah Matt tell us how it works then so it's got built in analog overdrive but from yeah. I'm looking at a picture now from the front it just looks like a normal really good yep. looking it Les Paul standard it looks great yeah yeah. So basically, the circuit is built into the back plate, where you've got a battery compartment, gain, volume, and tone, and then it's engaged with a push pull on uh, one of the um, volumes, basically. But how or do you push, control? Push, say, how do you control the gain, tone, and level? You do not. You set and forget. Uh, there's basically because... there's three controls on the back, three trim pots on the back, and then that's it. So you've got no like on the front gain the, the knobs or anything don't work for gain or volume or anything like that it basically push push activates the circuit and uh you need a little a screwdriver to change the controls well they reckon it can be used um adjusted with a guitar pick which would <laughs> not work in my situation because i use a 3.5 mil guitar pick <laughs> um so that definitely wouldn't work but it, it's funny because i remember a little while ago i did an experiment and i can't find it now but there is a like a capacitor that you could buy that you wired into your tone control on any guitar and it turned it into an overdrive circuit with the tone basically working as the gain amount. Okay. And it was 35 quid. <laughs> now, I'm sure this is obviously 
probably way more complicated and probably a really nice designed circuit but i think what made kind of previous guitars that have had things like this in like obviously they did the collaboration with moog um you get things like the sully erna which we talked about that had the um that is a great guitar the the sully erna um which had the inbuilt flanger but that was not like 900 quid yeah i don't even think it was that much no i think or maybe we just i think it was 899 i think it was 899 but i mean that's the thing i think if it was a um why not why not test i want to think like an sgj or something like that you know or you know or les paul studio pound yeah exactly but to put it on a les paul where the rrp is five thousand six hundred ninety nine dollars like the kind of people that buy those guitars generally are people that kind of want something way more traditional i don't know what you're talking about i think this is their best product ever i i do sort of really actually quite admire I'm them so for doing this <laughs> they this got is great. Yeah, i mean it, it, i think it's great i just i can't see them selling as i think they'd sell way more if it was on a les paul that was a thousand pounds because it'd be a bit more fun people would open it up they'd probably tweak the circuit you know you'd start seeing people modding them yeah but there aren't that many people that are going to buy it at 5,600. Well, oh, no, every guitar that I mod, I, you know, I spend at least $5,600 on it, you know. The, the weird thing um, about this is the colours that they offer it in and the build is so good. It looks, so it looks great. Good. So it's three, as far as I can tell, new colours. Smoky Quartz, Havana Fade and Amber Ale. And all three of them absolutely look absolutely gorgeous. wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a great guitar. There's, there's no doubt it'll be a great guitar. Um, it's just a really just, odd, weird choice. Yeah, I, it, which I like how... because next to that they've put also on the website they've put Gibson three three five heavy aged, which looks absolutely amazing. Which they're doing in can. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And the Apple Blue all oh, relic. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is so much cooler. Um, yeah, that is a wicked looking guitar. I was like, ah, oh, that's really exciting. I, I, I actually really like the, the burst driver concept. And I'd be way more into it if it was a guitar that was 900 and 99 pounds or less yeah well. it just it's weird to start this from the top down really why not you know de- demo it on like you say lpjs or sgjs or whatever or whatever the base model yeah. you know entry level les paul is um and, or you know like a studio i guess makes more sense because yeah. they'll need to you know it'll need to be a slightly higher price to justify putting the circuit in and stuff like that so but don't don't just try it on a six thousand dollar Les Paul. It just makes no sense whatsoever. Just but. just on a a quick note. Just looking at this um this aged three three five Matty. I don't know if you've had a look at it, but um the specs on the hardware is obviously linked to the uh, the Gibson back end of their system because um <laughs> it says under the under the category switch washer, which would normally be the washer that goes around the base of the toggle switch. Yeah, you know, that the would say treble and yeah, yeah. This just says in block capitals, do not include. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it also it, says that the bridge and the tailpiece are wraparound, which and they're absolutely they're, not. They're not in any of these pictures. Mm, very odd. So yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but um, and then. Um, alongside that I just quickly just quickly scrolling through other models on this Gibson Custom because half of these just don't seem to get announced the um, what's it called the Gibson Les Paul Standard Rock Top that comes in trans geode oh yeah looks absolutely amazing yeah what was the deal with that are they actually there's some oh because it's, it's rock like maple run. it's rock yeah, maple so it's rock maple so they've done it in like a bunch of rock named rock <laughs> trans granite sorry yeah uh, fossilized flame uh, trans geode and then one that I don't really know how to pronounce malachite malachite that could be it yeah I think that's it yeah 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 so yeah but um it's just weird they don't really talk about these but yeah that's the Gibson burst driver the Les Paul with an inbuilt overdrive circuit perfection Jay Cross um, <laughs> something else that's perfection uh, the Supro 1606 Super and the 1605R Reverb tell us about them so I think one of the things that has been a constant this year is <laughs> a Supro amp every <laughs> week is <laughs> a Supro amp for every occasion and um I've actually found it quite difficult to get too excited about it because they all look the same. Um, <laughs> they do look exactly they, the they same. They all look the same. And they all appear to do, you know, much the same thing. However, these two amps, so the 1605 and the 1606, I think are actually really, really cool concepts. So they're small 5-watt all-valve 1x8 combos. Cool. Um, and it's, yeah, really, really cool. And two very different... Um, specs when you when you look at them side by side. So if I start with the 1605, um, which is the cheaper of the two, the 1605 is uh, $699 and it's um, really, really... Oh, no, sorry, this is the 1606. Um, really simple. 5-watt, class A, um, and then you've just got a single 12x7 and a single um, 6v6, uh, and that's it, and a volume control. That's it. So it's just on and off what? and volume. That's it. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. I, 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 in a 1-8, 5-watt combo, absolutely. Completely, and I think that's perfect because, you know, you can't deny how good those super amps sound when you turn them up. But how often do you get that opportunity? So this, I think, is, is just fantastic. Yeah. You know you know it's going to sound great. You just let your guitar do the work, crank it up, bloody lovely. So that's really cool. The 1605 is a little bit more interesting. And I, I've really had to dig through the information to find out exactly what was going on here because it's, it's quite confusing. Tell me confusing. there's a reverb. So the 1606 is again built on the same built on the same wait 1605 uh, R you mean sorry 1605 yeah 1605 R yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, again five watt class A uh, eight inch uh, speaker um, which has been custom designed for this amp apparently in cahoots with um, Iowa State University I think it was that I saw Iowa yeah I'm sure that's what I saw uh, do you mean Iowa 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 a fiver. Uh, <laughs> um, hopefully she won't mind me paying her back later um, but yeah so um, again same sort of uh, same sort of construction this has got two preamp valves uh, sorry three there's uh, two 12x7s an AT7 and then a 6v6 and then here you've got a six, uh, like a, a spring reverb which you can bypass on or off right. and you've got the control and then on the back You've got a number of different outputs. So it's got its own speaker. Right. So it is a cab. But you've got three other outputs. You've got a wet output, a dry output, and a mix output. And the wet output allows you to take the signal before, after the preamp and before the power amp and take that reverb signal from that amp and put it into the power amp of another amp so you can drive the use just the drive sound from the small amp okay and stick the um reverb through to another amp if you want to go through there or you can go through the dry out which lets you do the opposite so, so the you only se- have the reverb coming so you through you only the- have the reverb coming through there or you can go through a mix which allows you to sw- like sort of find a sweet spot in between to give you the option of a stereo rig okay this seems nuts yeah really so really weird like a little a touch unnecessary for a 5 watt well, maybe if this was like a 15 or a 20 I'd be like this is a great feature presumably the point of this is so that you can use a um, you can use this amp that sounds really nice and you've got a proper um, tube driven reverb I guess essentially as a a reverb pedal you yeah. know and you can you could just you turn the amp on send the reverb somewhere as, else absolutely hmm. I don't know very very weird it, it like it really took me a little bit of time to get my head around exactly what's going on um, and there doesn't appear to be a huge amount of information but I've just if you look on the Sweetwater website um, they've got some pretty good pictures of it and um, yeah really weird really weird little combo but um, but very cool but I think um, you know they you know they're pushing the um, innovativeness, innovation, innovation, of, uh, innovation. Yeah, yes. Of the uh, of the sixteen oh five. For me, it's all about that sixteen oh six. Well, that sixteen oh six is a reissue, and I was yeah. just reading there actually. So the re, re or not the reason, but the way they were able to do such a meticulous reissue is that they borrowed one from Joe Perry of uh, of Aerosmith fame, tore it down, and then recreated it, and that is now what is the sixteen oh six. There we go. Indeed, uh, dude looks like a lady. 
Love in an elevator. Aerosmith. <laughs> Rockabye. That's a song by Aerosmith, I think. Uh, old man fashioning canoe out of a log. Old man fashioning <laughs> canoe out of a log. Um, Joe Branton, tell me about the brand new Ibanez BTB and SR series bases. Oh, well, that's that's half news because um, actually it's just BTBs. Oh, really? Yeah. There's no new SRs. There's no new SRs. Hmm. I mean, who knows? There might be. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm just not very good at researching stuff when I'm tasked. <laughs> tell, tell you what, but tell us about the BTBs. So the BTBs are actually the most exciting bit because well, because they're the only one that you know about. <laughs> <laughs> there are no. There are new. Whether we get to this or not, there are new SR bases as well. Right. Fine. Whatever. We don't care about those because what we care about is extended range. And what's better than what's the most extended range a base can go, J Cross? Uh, what a base that I own? Oh, yeah. E. Oh, okay. B. Anyway. B. So A. We're talking about the BTB series. A. K. Which, the K five went to A. The BTB series has been consistently A5. five and six string models. They don't actually do a four string model. Haven't for for ages. What? Yeah, yeah. There's Marks. no no four string BTBs. There, there hasn't been for a long time. You had to go to the SR series for that. All of all of BTB was five and. So and what six. you're saying is the most extended range is a four string. Well, actually, the, that is the second part of this. Is that they have reintroduced a four string BTB, which is pretty cool. So I, I really like the BTBs. They're really interesting because the idea behind them was that you get four string spacing on extended range instruments. So they're five string. It actually neck. has a, a whopping neck on it. Sort yeah. Of thing. Uh, but but now that having kind of fours back in, which is great because to be honest, if you wanted like a four string Ibanez, you could only really get an SR, and and those bases look pony. They so, are beginners bases. Yeah, no, they, they're not. No, they like, they, do they right look up. like beginners bases. Yeah, they do. They're like, not the high end uh, ones that are all like wingay. Yeah, and, I know, but, but they the look sort like beginners bases. Oh, the sort of person that needs that sort of neck profile. It's like, oh my god, you play jazz bases. Do, do, do you want to rub your wrists with lavender before you play that? Hey. That sounds nice. That sounds the sort of thing that Jay would do. But anyway, the SRs are rubbish. But um, the the BTBs uh, are great. And having a four-string is great. But what's better than a four-string? A three-string. No, a seven-string. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Ibanez have introduced the BTB 747. That legitimately looks like an ironing board. No, it doesn't. It looks goddamn awesome. After the absolute genius that was the part fretted, part fretless um, <laughs> Ibanez seven string bass that they released earlier in the year, they are right back at you with the new BT747, complete with monorail bridge pieces, so each of your strings is dealt with independently. I've never understood why guitars never got more on board with that. I think it's really important. Pair of Bartolini's in there. They've got that classic like five piece walnut maple, walnut maple, walnut neck. You know, and <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic, and and you know they just they look great. They look like BTBs to be honest. BTBs have looked banging for ages, but um, they're super cool, and they've got seven strings. So realistically, that's everything you're ever going to need ever. Just just get that. Just get a seven string. I don't even know what what a seven string tunes do. I guess your low note's still a B, so it goes up. Oh, is there one above I F sharp? So. Mm, I don't know what yeah, it might, up, yeah, it'll be so. it'll be a high C and then a high F sharp, won't it? Yeah, I guess so. C then F sharp. That's just yeah. ridiculous. That's not you might as well buy a tin whistle 
that's, that's ridiculous. Anyway, they're super cool. Buy one. They're only going to be like $1,200. That's so reasonable. Just buy it. Have a seven-string bass. You'll be the talk of the town. Yeah, the talk of clown town. Um, Jay, you've been researching uh, what BTB stands for. Yeah, because I was thinking, have we been calling these things BTB bases oh, no. in the same way that have we? Have we? No. Well, there's there's well, two. There's I, two. I, I've been looking over your shoulder at the forum responses that you're reading, and one guy said, <laughs> "BTB's motto is big body, big tone." It's like, and then he said, "I don't know what BTB stands for." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, BTB doesn't stand for big body, big tone. I found two answers, and I'm not sure if either of them are correct. Uh, one is, and actually, they're, they're two very opposite answers. One is, oh, yeah, it stands for boutique bass. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I mean, no. it doesn't quite work, but... And the other is back to basics. Okay. I mean, they're not... Neither of, those are good, neither of those are good names. Well, it doesn't sound... SR stands for sound gear. Which doesn't make any sense. Well, <laughs> kind of, because it's the first and last letters in the whole name. Oh, maybe this is the first, middle, and last letters. Yeah, then. so Boutique maybe. base, maybe. Uh, Battenberg. No, maybe. <laughs> maybe it is. That's it from now on. Um, Bows. Uh, Tandem bow. bow. Bows, terrible base. Bows. Uh, tight base. So next up in the news, we're moving over to Matt Knight, who's uh, got something interesting to talk to us about. Isn't that right, Matt Knight? Yeah, I'm so there's glad a you're not Bo Banton website. Oh, <laughs> you can all now go. Yes, yes, Matt. Yes. No. What there really is. Firstly, there is a new Bo Banton website. Do it's go and check it out. It's not just a website. But but let's not dwell on that. Uh, Matt, you've got some news about the brand new Amp Tweaker Tight Fuzz and Blues Fuzz Junior. Yes, so Amp Tweaker are a pedal company that make ridiculous, like, over-the-top con- pedals with control. Their standard series have got so many options, it like, they are just kind of an entire tonal palette in one unit. Um, but some people obviously want smaller pedals for, um, for not studio use or, you know, for a smaller pedal board, so they've kind of reintroduced their fuzz pedal and their blues fuzz pedal into their junior form which basically features everything on the full size bar um the effects loop um you get you don't get a battery control there's not the extra boost button um and you don't the the controls aren't backlit so to be honest you're not missing like some of the really really key features it's only like a couple of small things just to kind of downsize the whole unit um but the things like the type fuzz are really nice you've basically got three tonal options 60s 70s or now um which obviously what? won't n- necessarily stand the test of time and maybe yeah, you can't 20 years it. time i want my um, i want my 80s fuzz i know Oh, although maybe not so much fuzz in the 80s, much more metal zony. Yeah. Maybe it needed like 60, 70, and then MZ. Um, God, he can't but then himself, can he's he? always got to drop in the, uh, oh, the reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buy those metal zones, kids. Um, so, yeah, volume tone, fuzz, uh, germanium or silicon um, transistor, selectable between, and then a couple of other EQ options. Um, and then you've basically got the blues version, which has. Um, a volume boost um which i believe boosts the input for more gain and a mid control as well uh, what's really nice these both come in bass tweaked versions as well so you've got the kind of fuzz pedal that gives you all of the classic fuzz sounds the blues fuzz that gives you kind of more of that 
cranked sort of tweed sort of tone um and yeah base player versions available too so yes. they're, so they're um, specific other pedals they're not like a mode on the pedal they actually do a base version yeah the base they version do, do have a, a base blend version. on i think okay i think that's the difference we get an extra control because we can blend shiz Good to know. Good to know you can blend shiz. Just what I want from a bass player. Um, Joe Branson, talking of bass players and ridiculous See? things, tell me about the Guild Jumbo Junior acoustic bass. Yes! Someone who loves travel guitars, oh. you should be into this. Well, I love travel guitars and all things small. And uh, and yes, and Guild have, uh, of course, earlier earlier this year, Taylor brought out the, the GS Mini bass, Okay, a bass so small that they had to have their own set of strings custom-made by Daddario. Because, of course, all tailors come with elixirs. Yeah. But not their GS Mini bass. But anyway, because obviously, you know, who wouldn't want a GS Mini bass? Guild have seen this, this gauntlet laid down before them, and they have taken it upon themselves to also make a small bass guitar that's acoustic. It looks very much like a GS Mini style. Yeah, it's not actually as small. It's just like a three-quarter, so okay. they, they don't have to have... Um, well, maybe it is the same strings. It says that they, they come complete with the Dario EXB short-scale bass strings, but I think that's just their standard like short-scale bass strings. Maybe someone... Maybe super-duper short. Now that Taylor have opened the door for basses with those strings, everyone's like, right, now's the time. Make the basses. Yeah. The strings are available. Yeah, but this one's this one's super cool, so it's like the... Uh, yeah, it's obviously the... the Jumbo Junior, but the the body shape is very much that of the sort of the Gibsony Jumbo thing, which is pretty cool. Um, it's coming in at it's gonna be like seven hundred dollars, okay, which is pretty premium. Um, for uh, for you know for a, a you know a, a short scale base, but it does come with the Guild AP One piezo pickup in it, so okay. it's a it's a it's a pretty well to do. Uh, built-in pickup cool a totally cool instrument with the more travel sized instruments that can be released the better because i believe that people are getting smaller <laughs> and so that it's important for us to have instruments Where's that we going? can use in like 50 years 100 years when people are like much smaller Listen, mate, just because you've been hanging out with me for the last couple of days doesn't mean you need to build up this little complex that you've got going on. It's not a complex, Jay. People are getting bigger, if anything. Do you think? Yeah, 100% people are getting bigger. People are just... You you find it difficult to tell because everybody wants to get really far away from you and you've got really bad depth perception. (laughs) Right. Yeah, there's that too. Have you seen my nan? She's tiny. Uh, Yeah, I saw her the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should uh, move forward to some... Question about meetings with Mark's Nan. <laughs> <laughs> Will says, I'm thinking about getting a compressor pedal. I really like the idea of increasing the sustain for clean notes and being able to manipulate clean tone. I'm not fussed about inbuilt distortion or drive. I'm thinking of sen- uh, spending sub £150. Currently, I like the look of the hypergravity from TC Electronic. I like the versatility of the pedal, uh, traditional sounding compression, tone pin, and spectra models. However, I'm nervous about getting uh, of it being digital, and sometimes versatility can be overwhelming. Conversely, there are pr- a plethora of alternatives, such as the Keeley Compressor Plus. They don't seem to have as many features, but seem to have their own distinctive sound. Any thoughts would be appreciated. Matt Knight, Pedal King, the man whose feet we bow down to in the land of pedals. Uh, What do you think? Here's a surprising one for you. Dan Electro, (laughs) Surf and Turf. (laughs) 
and Joel backed me up on this. It actually sounded, if you like the sound of a Dynacomp, yeah, don't bother. Just buy one of those. Yeah, the, it they, sounded they really good. Um, but it's obviously a really classic kind of like squashy compressor, which is um, cool. I mean, if this guy, if if we wants to, if if he's just looking for enhanced sustain, then actually, I I think, and especially if he's afraid of versatility, I don't think it's. I, I, you know, he could go for a traditional compressor, certainly. Mm, it's, yeah, I, I think like the one that kind of stands out for me would be maybe either go for like a Dynacomp, which is much more kind of squashy and vintage, um, or an old Boss CS3. Yeah, they're kind of like set and forget. Yeah, they're still analog. MXR have just put put out the Dynacomp Mini as well, which is really good. Yeah. It's been getting rave reviews, the Dynacomp Mini. I've not heard it yet, but um, yes, if um, it sounds anything like a regular Dynacomp, that would do the job. But, probably. Um, the standout one, I think that we've all we've all tried and probably all agree on recently, is the JHS Pulp and Peel. Yeah, is it under one hundred and fifty pounds though? Mm, let's have a look. Oh, he said under one hundred and fifty. Uh, I was going to suggest the Anasound Lazy Comp, especially if he's a Freddy controls, because that just has which one bank control. Oh, it, no, it's two nine nine. Depends where you buy it from, but actually, no. Uh, no. Well, there is uh, also. What about the? bright onion the baking powder yeah 100 yeah. percent. i mean it's not versatile at all it's a no, single knob true. that you basically set to the right volume and it's got a fixed amount of compression it does have a fixed quite squashed attack yeah. as well which Definitely. yeah which can because i was be gonna say tricky thing... sorry Jay, go on. no no that was it oh, oh. um i was gonna say cause things like the hypergravity or um the cp1x uh, the, the problem with the digital ones is is they're kind of like adaptive yeah so the controls don't necessarily do a lot because they're all kind of like active with each other. So there's no like obvious tonal tweaks. Whereas like you plug in a CS3 or a Dynacomp, you can hear like the amount of squash go up when you turn the compression rate up. Yeah, I would always, um, we talked about Dynacomps, but I'd always recommend the Smart Comp as well, which I think is a really neat Smart pedal. Comp. Yeah, uh, MXR. Super Comp. Super, Super Comp, Comp, sorry. Smart Gate, isn't it? Super Comp. Yeah. yeah. Um, Super Comp is really nice. That's the um, that's kind of MXR's take on something perhaps a little bit more modern. Um, well, it's, it's, I always thought it was just a Dynacomp, but they'd added an attack control. No, it's got a bit more about it than that, I think. Right. There's a bit more going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, any of those. I would say, to be honest, for the sort of money it'll cost you, get a Surf and Turf. What are they going to cost, Matt? 30 quid, maybe, at the maximum? All right. Probably twenty. I think if you could pick one up, we're bringing quid. Dan Electro back. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we're just trying um, to get that suede jacket. Welcome to the yeah. Dan Electro podcast. Yeah, I think um, the thing is, it's like especially with it's one of those. I think this is what they're they're great for. Just going back to it real quick. It's like, God, you know what? I really want the Leslie emulator, but I, I'm not sure if I really want to fork out the money. Buy one of those, and if you really like that sound, you end up using it all the time. Buy something more expensive. You're not sure if you want to use a compressor. Buy a surf and turf. If you get on with it. You know, well, you actually, maybe go on to something else. Like staying on that topic, the, the the great thing about the Dan Electro Food Series pedals is because a lot of them sound great. The problem is in the build quality. Yeah, and because so many people are using switches these days, it oh, actually don't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like yeah. just just get them for the great circuitry. But and also from what I understand, they're fairly uh, easy to rehouse. So if you're looking for a project and you want to save a bit of money, just buy like. Uh, die-cast housing or whatever or you know a little uh, you know pre-made pedal housing and take the innards out of the surf and turf and put it in there yeah 
That yeah. seems to be a popular thing to do. So, yeah, a few options there, but, you know, for 20 quid, get a surf and turf, see how you get on with it, I think. Um, let's move on. Andy says, um, so I bought an EVH5153 50-watt combo last year, and it's amazing, but I didn't factor in the trouble I'm having moving it about. At 45 kilos, uh, it's not easy to lift on my own, especially up to my second-floor flat, so looking for an alternative head for gigging. The EVH head is too expensive, so what are the alternatives? The Hughes & Kettner Tubemeister 40 is what other guitarists is what my other guitarist uses so want something different I quite fancy the Kraken but again it's expensive will the Katana 100 watt head do metal suggestions please loud enough to gig small clubs effects loop would be nice but not essential must have more than one channel so small giggable valve head uh, that will be loud enough for gigs um, it does metal and does metal and has more than one channel what and are the, we saying just to add a little bit more context here the Kraken is currently about 900 quid Ooh, is it that much money and that's, I'm surprised that's, at that so that's so less than 900 quid is what we're saying okay Matt any thoughts yeah. oh um, what was the new EVH 5150 wasn't there a version 3 that's what he's got. He's got the combo version of that. No, no, there was a new one out this year, like I, a lunchbox head, fifteen watts. I'm sure it was dual channel. There, well, well, there was, there, wasn't it the EVH Mini or something like that? I'm sure. There a, no, well, no, it was more. a fifty-one fifty-three with dual channel, and I'm sure it had two. It had dual concentric pots on the gain and the volume. So I couldn't remember if it was dual channel or not. There is, but there that, is I mean, a, that would be the a good option if you kind of want something way more portable there there is a complete answer to this like PV have brought out a 6505 20 watt mini head yeah so that I guess no Matt sorry so you're saying that there's an EVH option but there there is is, there is there's also a PV option. Joe, you, give us the rundown on that. Well, yeah, uh, um, I think I, I, I think it was earlier this year. It might have been towards the end of last year. But yeah, PV put out a 20-watt a version of their 6505. I mean, let's not forget, I know it's a two-channel, but PV also put out the Piranha. Yeah, that's which, not loud enough to gig with. Definitely well, not. Yeah, probably not, whatever. But anyway, yeah, they they they, they the 6505 20-watt, 20 watt all tube head is is uh, all the controls that you get on the on the 50 um in a 20 watt version it's it's, it's got two channels well let's not get confused a- andy has uh, got the actual the 5150 the sorry evh 5150 right sorry um rather than the 6505 yes, and course. jay it looks like you found the head version there yeah yeah so there is there is a 5150 yeah, yeah yeah there's a there is a 5150 lunchbox yeah, LBX two dual channel, four hundred and eighty three pounds, fifteen yeah. watts. Yeah, yeah. that's I guess... why I knew because I'd see because I'd seen it in uh, Guitar Guitar a couple months ago when I was there next to the other one, and I was like, oh, that's a new one, and I think it came out at Nam this year. Um, but it shares an EQ section, but it's got dual concentric volume and gain controls with for two the, channels. For the two channels, right? Okay. Um, yeah. th- my only concern with those is: will they? Is fifteen watts loud enough to gig with if you're in a loud metal band? Um, I mean, yeah, the thing is, if you're not. micing stuff up this, these days, which most places are, I think you'll be fine. I yeah. really do. Fifteen watts is pretty loud. I think so too. I think if you're micing it up, I just wonder why. Andy- I mean, he, Andy's not competing with you know. Uh, so yeah, it's a Tube Meister forty, but it's not. It's not a hundred watt. Well, Tube Meister no thirty six. No, there's that. there's a forty. Now, is there I think, 40? isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's um, a Grand Meister forty. Yeah, Grand Meister forty. Okay, yeah. But I mean, you know, we're not competing here with a a dual rec. Yeah, completely. No, you know. it's not double volume, is it? We, you know, 
that as you you have to go 10 times the power to double in maximum volume yeah so you actually need 150 watt amp to be like twice as loud as the, the 15 yeah so at 40 watts you're actually only you know decibels only a few decibels louder you've just got more clean headroom yeah which sounds like he doesn't want because he looks like he's doing a lot of metal so um yeah yeah i mean i just i the only reason i say that is because andy hasn't mentioned that that head when it's the obvious well, of course, one to yeah, go yeah. for so i think maybe he's concerned about volume but i think you'd be fine i think you'd be fine the 15 watts like you say is not going to be noticeably quieter yeah. than the grandmaster 40 it's just not going to be as clean yeah. but for, then for metal who wants to play clean no one people want it loud yeah. and distorted i think um I think, to be honest, this was a bit of a kind of weird sneak release. I don't think many people know it's out there. Yeah. Because uh, I've not seen it in many stores, but definitely one worth checking out if they like the EVH sound already. It's just a scaled-down version, basically. I'm just on a uh, uh, popular guitar shop, GAC, okay. website right now, and is in stock. Okay, so. that's actually the version one, though, because there's, there's a version two from what Matty was saying. Oh, right. Okay. There is a version two. Yeah, so that's... LBX2. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm on the wrong page then. Yeah. Um, but oh, they, Jay, they, they work for the company that's <laughs> different division, mate. Dif- different division. <laughs> anyway, so Andy, I hope that's um, hope that's cleared things up. Probably still stick with the EVH if you like the sound of it. Why not just get the uh, the small head that looks like it will probably move some air as well. I think that's uh, definitely the best option. Um, with that, we are coming towards the end of the podcast. If you want to hear more, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular podcast ad free and early. $5 a month gets you all the bonus content, like the Line 6 interview that we talked about, all the other interviews we do, plus Joe Branton's mini-series, the Branton's Ranton gear of yesteryear which we've dug out the magazines for now so that is coming where we look back at um, old guitar magazines and talk about what they were doing in particular years plus you get an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week that's all at the $5 a month tier at the $10 a month you become one of our super special executive producers and you get your name read out on the podcast every week like these lovely people Derek Rinch, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Brad Tom's Connors, Mancha, Andrew Michael, Mark Cross, Danny Short, Annie McKenzie, Brad Pitt, Paul Corrigan, Dan Gunfire, Will Cress, Donna Brian, Matt Quiet, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anson, Moon Gravity, Colin Addison, Brenda. What did you say? Say Brenda. Brenda. Who's Brenda? I was making it up. Oh, right. Is that my nan's name? She's referencing my yes, nan again. Yes, right, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Is it your nan's name? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, she wouldn't tell me. She asked me to call her nan. <laughs> honestly I don't like this very much at all this is horrendous um, if you want to tell Joe oh by the way we should mention Patreon this week we threw it out to the Facebook group um, what did they want us to talk about we put up a few options and the group decided they want this week for us to talk about um, the worst gear we've ever owned so if you want to hear that patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds you can join in uh, the Patreon polls all the other fun and games that we have over on Facebook facebook.com forward forward slash uh, groups forward slash guitar nerds forum you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at guitar nerds on instagram we've just hit seven thousand followers 
So if you're not part of that, you should be. Why are you not if you're listening to this, you idiot? Um, and you can also go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash uh, guitar nerds videos. There we go. All, well done, almost done, got through done, without a mistake. Yeah, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Joe and Matt are putting up the first episode of the revamped guitar nerds show on there. Plus, we've got new top tens and stuff coming soon. So um, that's your lot for this week. I will see you in two weeks. This lot will, uh, oh, God knows. Probably the whole podcast will be on fire next nah, week. It's going to be great. I don't believe you. Yeah. With that, we'll say bye bye. Thanks, gang. Bye bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.